1: philadelphia welcome to willpower with the first african-american and first woman to hold the register of will's office in the city of philadelphia the honorable tracy l gordon a mother an educator and community leader when there's a will your family keeps the power this show will set the discourse for your family to plan for the future and extend the family legacy call your family and friends and tell them to tune in for a journey into their generational wealth and now ladies and gentlemen. Let's welcome Madam Register, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon.
2: Good morning. My name is Tracy L. Gordon. I am the Register of Wills here in the city of Philadelphia, PA. And this week, this week's show, we're going to stare away from the importance of making a will because we always know and our motto is when there is a will, your family keeps the power. So this week we're going to talk about what happens to the wills. What happens to the wills once they are submitted to our office for probate? Um, where are they stored? Um, why are they stored? And, you know, do we have access? Because people always call and say, you know, um, I just made my will. Where do I register it at? I guess because this is a register of wills. And I always have to remind them in the state of Pennsylvania, you do not. Register your will until you die. So you won't be registering your will or bringing your will in because you will be dead. That will be the job, hopefully, of the executor or executrix that you name. So, again, in the state of Pennsylvania, we do not see the will until after you die and someone from your family or someone that you appointed to be your executor or executrix brings it into our office. In other states, it's different. For instance, in the state of Maryland, you do register your will. In the state of Georgia, there is an option to register your will. But in the state of Pennsylvania, currently, you do not register your will. We do not see the will until after you die. Some common mistakes to avoid when making a will. All wills must be signed and not printed and dated at the end. And that may be a problem for some of our uh Children, because remember they took cursive out of schools, so that's another topic for another day. All wills must be na- must name an executor and should also name an alternative executor. All wills must make distribution of the assets. So when you make the will, you have to make sure you name the assets that you are going to distribute and name who is going to get those assets. You can't just say all my children. You should name the children and name which assets they get. All wills should be witnessed and signed by two witnesses. It's not mandatory in the state of Pennsylvania, but it's a best practice, and if possible, signed in the presence of a notary republic, or notary public, along with a self-proven affidavit signed again by the testator and two witnesses. And... We always say that you should, and you might want to ask your notary. Uh, or is there? Are they? Uh, what's the word for it? Um, they license haven't expired, license. right? <laughs> yes. And all wills, if more than one page, must be on the same type of paper throughout, and have the same size, font, and type. So I just wanted to give you those tidbits about. Uh, things and common mistakes people make with making wills. That's why we always say, even though we tell you that you can actually write your own will, which you call a holographic will, as long as you have those eight components in the will. But best practice is to consult with an estate attorney, um, not the attorney that you call when you have a car accident or a slip and fall. You should. Best practice is to consult with somebody it deals with estates. So this week, again, I was telling you that we are going to talk about some historical archives and what we do with the wills and what we do with uh, marriage records because, again, uh, for those who don't know, um, my responsibility also is to issue marriage licenses. So for the past four years, you will see Tracy L. Gordon's signature on the bottom of your marriage license. We have to retain and preserve all those wills and marriage records into perpetuity, and I had um, one of my attorneys, Attorney Ronald Presley, to look up the statute that makes it and requires it to be a law. Do you like to explain that real quick to the audience before we bring on our guests? Certainly.
1: Good morning, Madam Register. It's a pleasure to be with you again this morning. Uh, The section you're speaking of is section 921 of the Pennsylvania Estates and Fiduciary Code which states all probated wills shall be indexed and recorded by the register and shall remain in her office except for the period required to be in the custody of a higher court. This recording may be accomplished by photographic or other mechanical process. So this is the the law, whereby we are benefited by having the still having the wills of Grace Kelly and Ben Franklin, and William Penn, and
2: William Penn. and John Newton, and Stephen Girard, and all of Ben Franklin's sons and grandchildren, and Betsy Ross, and Princess Grace of Monaco. <clears throat> we also have um, uh, the will of. Uh, Cornelius McGilley, John Paul Jones, and we have your grandmother's will or your grandfather's will, and we will have your will because hopefully you have prepared a will so you can prepare your family so it can be a smooth and affordable transition of your assets. When I first took office four years ago, I never knew that one of my responsibilities was to be the custodial and the protector of this important paperwork. And when I tell you what I've seen, an enormous amount of wills, and we're talking about wills that date back to the 1600s. Uh, We're talking about marriage records that date back to the 1850s paper. We have some on microfilm, and they are... On the ninth floor, of City Hall, in the basement of City Hall, and we have a whole separate uh, building um, down on Spring Garden that holds all these historic wills. What startled me was the conditions of the wills. Um, my uh, my staff brought me in some wills that they were keeping in a folder, historic wills that actually were crumbling. And the first thing I thought of. Mm, somebody that is educated in risk management is, what if? What if is a fire in City Hall? And then I noticed that a lot of the wills are placed under the fire extinguishers. So if the fire don't get to these paper records, sure enough, the water will. What else startled me was if, in fact, these paper documents that had not been digitized were destroyed, how in the world would people confirm that assets was passed down to them? And so I started thinking about what, how we could get a budget, because there was no budget for it, how we could be a budget. And so I was thinking of that within my first week or two that I was in office. And then three weeks later, the government shut down for the pandemic. Boom. Everybody go home. Shut in. Because you might die if you catch COVID-19. And so I'm proud to say within three weeks, our office was back open. We was we went from non-essential to essential office. <laughs> I have a team. It's a team effort. So within <clears throat> that time, I there was a, an insurrection. Remember the riots? after the murder of George Floyd. And I had just left a peaceful protest, and as I was leaving, I seen another group of protesters coming towards City Hall. And I was pretty much startled. When I seen on the television that they were throwing barricades through City Hall windows, which was all of our windows. We had the first floor of City Hall. Every last one of our windows was broken. And then I seen the smoke, and that's when I started calling elected officials. I started calling Curtis. I called Darrell. I said, listen, you all better get <laughs> some protection down City Hall because it looks like it's on fire. And all I could think of is all those original wills that we had in a vault that was not waterproof, was not fireproof, would be destroyed. Lucky for us, the fire or the Molotov cocktail was thrown inside the brand new Starbucks, burn it down to a toothpick. Had that Molotov cocktail been thrown, Another five inches to the left, it would have more or less destroyed a lot of our documents. And that's what made me wake up and say we have to do something about digitizing these archives and records so we can protect your generational wealth, protect these records. So I joined the association, uh, the of Wills Association, and um, every year— we go to conferences, and conferences we meet uh, vendors. And one such vendor I met uh, was a vendor by the name of Ryan Chapman of Kofa. Today he will be our guest, so he can talk about how we are now. The city of Philadelphia is now in the process of preserving. Your archives, our archives, our generational wealth. I'd like to introduce Mr. Cofile. I mean, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Chapman. He joined Cofile and been trained in paper conservation and treatment along with latest digitization and indexing standards. Cofile is a pioneer in critical records management designed for local, county, and state governments. And by the way, did you know that October is Archives Month? And Archives Month is intended to raise public awareness about the importance of historic documents and records. This past August, the co team came to our offices to officially begin the preserving and digitization process of our historical records. So I want to introduce... Mr. Chapman, so we can talk about the process and the importance of digitizing our records. Good morning, Ryan. How are you?
0: Good morning, Register Gordon. I'm doing great. How are you?
2: I'm doing great as well. I just wanted to briefly for you to just tell us something about yourself and what, you, what your uh, company does and some of the, uh, the other cities and states um, that are using you all to preserve their generational wealth.
0: Absolutely, register. Uh, I've been with CoFile for about four years. Uh, when you when you join CoFile, you go through quite an extensive training in paper conservation, um, the latest digitization standards, indexing standards, and we've worked with. Uh, large um, counties, state, um, L.A. Assessors, um, San Antonio Library, um, some very large, prominent counties throughout the Northeast to save the paper records. Um, on top of that, once we do our preservation, we digitize. We go through, we index, which will allow a lot of the history to now be discoverable. People can search these records, much like your wills, in a matter of seconds or minutes. And that really opens up a lot of um, things, like genealogy searches and a way to connect some of the really historical events that happened, some of the prominent names that formed Philadelphia, and just really start off the, the start of finding out all this information and finding ways to connect it all um, through your project.
2: And tell the listening audience um, what you've seen when you first came into our office and visited the warehouse. Tell them some of the discoveries and the conditions of these records.
0: Absolutely. We When we first came... We, of course, focused on the wills, Um, and we we did look at all your records, marriages, um, you know, administrations. But when we looked at the wills, um, you see records that date back to the 1600s before uh, Pennsylvania um, passed an act to abolish slavery, Uh and we saw wills that were just almost like potato chips. Every time you touch them, you lose pieces of the document. Many of these records are so fragile. And at some point in the early 1900s, mid-1900s, someone came through and had a lot of laminated. And over time, this has turned out to be harmful to the records. So we've taken even more like just extremely fragile records that we found in your archives.
2: Yeah, you know, You're saying, like, some of these records was taped <laughs> together. Um, yes. Uh, um, uh, let's talk about um, the marriage records, the books, the binders, that yes. my staff use on a daily basis. Tell them about the conditions of those records and those binders.
0: Absolutely. We picked up a fr- only a fraction of the binders because we see the amount of requests that your team get daily to go in open these books in the office and physically look at these documents um we're going to make that process extremely easy um, because we're, we're going to do a little preservation on these and then we record the highest quality scan and the books are just slowly deteriorating because of their use um, you know, the storage is, is right, the office, the conditions, it's just they're, they are handled so much in your office because your office is so busy. Um, we're we're going to fully digitize that collection and allow you guys to not touch the books at all. We can preserve them, set them away for future generations, and you now have access to these records within seconds. You know, researching is going to become much easier, but... As of right now, the condition is, is really poor, uh, but we plan to fix all of that with you.
2: Yeah. When i seen the conditions of these binders and books that are used daily, um, or our staff member who will be in next week, you see mites all through the books. Um, and these are records that people come in on a daily basis and request, and they are handled with people's hands, which is making it deteriorate more. And once, you know, we digitize it, we only could take a portion. And the good thing about this company is the books that you all took, you all established a hotline number that we can call if we get a request for any of those books. Talk to them about how you all coordinated that.
0: Sure. So we do this with every customer. Um, And what it is, these are your records. These records are priceless. These records cannot be replaced. So when we move a project, um, hand carry it up to our Vermont lab, we have several labs around the country, we set up these hotlines for the customers because you guys cannot be without your, your records. You know, your community depends on you. To get that copy of a marriage license, um, and, and um, I know you can explain what what that means, why why they need these things, um, but it's it's just essential that that you have always have access to your records, regardless if they are going through preservation, digitization, and you know you never lose sight of the the actual records. Um, we are just helping you preserve them and hanging on to them for a short period of time and the condition as you've seen you know we did one book um, previously to try to get you know funding for this project it's amazing the condition they come back in yeah?
2: and we were so happy that this administration uh, here in the city of Philadelphia um, heard us and, and 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 look looked and came and visited uh, 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 Daryl Clark and they have funded uh, the beginnings of this process, and this process is definitely going to take years, definitely years after I'm gone, but I wanted to let everybody know that how important these archives are. These archives and these records are before the Civil Rights, uh, Civil War, before the American Revolution. We just found and opened up a um, a, a closet that had a, a will, and I forget the name, of the first treasurer. Somebody can Google that. The first treasurer of the state of Pennsylvania uh, was a good friend of William Penn. And we opened up his uh, will and saw that not only did he own slaves, but he owned indentured. Slaves. And this is this is history here. People come to track down their genealogy. When I came in, I asked for my grandmother and grandfather's marriage licenses, and lo and behold, my family always thought that my great grandmother, my mom, came from Florida before she fled Florida to come to Philadelphia, all to find out it was actually South Carolina. And the reason why we know that is because on the marriage record at the bottom, it had to ask, who are your parents and where did they come from? And lo and behold, I found that out. We have uh, records, marriage records available. You can come to City Hall, room 180, and request those records, and we will uh, make sure you get copies of those records, copies of wills, his name is the first treasurer is, yes, yeah, Rittenhouse Square. Yes, and um, I wanted to ask you too. When you visited the warehouse, uh, I remember you. I I remember when you gasped. Tell them some of the things you seen down at our warehouse.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, of course, we always drift to the wills. <clears throat> Because a lot of these records, um, you know, date to pre-slavery. So you look at a will and you look at the the inventory and you see the names of enslaved people, families. Um, 1780 was the year Pennsylvania abolished slavery, but this didn't totally free adults. They were still, um, you know, considered slaves. However, any children born not considered slaves at that time, past 1780. So to see that these records, in the shape they're in, untouched since the 1700s, 1600s, and just slowly falling apart, you know, I, your office really was even hesitant to let us look at them because of the condition they're in. You know, you pick up a piece of paper, or a document, and it just falls apart in your hands. So we were Um, You know, we really stress the importance with your office, with your team. You register to really focus on getting these taken care of, and you did it. You're the first. um, You know, our company has ever worked with. We've been around since the 70s. To jump on this project in the city of Philadelphia,
2: the first, the first black and first woman register wills. The first big city to actually digitize, and preserve historic records.
1: And Mr. Chapman, uh, just so uh, the audience can fully appreciate what you just said, uh, an inventory is a list of property uh, that a decedent has. And to hear you uh, reference the inventories you reviewed that from the 1600s that listed our ancestors as property on that inventory, uh, that's really astounding. Thank you very much for that information.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, inventory, yes. We were listed, right? If The chair is worth this. The table is worth this. The indentured slave is worth this. The slave by the first name is worth this. And, like, as horrible as it is to imagine, it happened and it was real. And this is our history, and this is our history that I'm preserving. So we can get access to those records so we will know our full story. Let's talk about the digitization. Why is it important for us now to digitize
0: these records? Yes, Register. So digitization is something every state, county, town, village, borough, is going through right now um, you know we don't know how long these records will last of course the ones we're going to preserve for you will last for a very long time um, past their expiration date of, of paper but digitization is so important because we can now connect all the stories all the ways someone to this country against their will, now we can connect them back to their ancestors. Through digitization, we can find these records. In many cases, this is the only written record of some of these enslaved people existing. You know, I remember looking at one in August as we picked it out and chose it for preservation. It said, a slave boy named Brandon. This yes. is the only written record of him existing. Once we digitize these and eventually index them, find a name, find a date, find and track how, where they came from, how they made it to Philly, and now families can do this, and we can uncover so much history that's been forgotten. It's it's pivotal. It's amazing. It's it still blows my mind. We get to work with you guys. We are so grateful.
2: And we chose CoFound because they transform how people experience government. And I just wanted to close our show with this. When I stayed in the office, my priority was to give Philadelphian access to the Philadelphia Register wills. I wanted to make sure you knew what my role was, and what our office did with your tax dollars. I want you all to remember that I made sure that you all understood the importance of making wills. I want you all to stay tuned next week as we talk to our team member, Wayne Perry, about the wills and the state archives from our office. And don't forget to follow us at P-H-L-R-O-W on social media to stay updated. If you have any questions, give our office a call at 215-686-6250. And remember, when your family has a will, your family keeps the power. I'm Tracy L. Gordon. Register wills here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
1: See you all next week. Thanks for listening to Willpower with the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon.